Greetings and salutations. Welcome, everybody. Keyboard tomorrow, Friday, July 28th. I am you, Spencer Kite, friendly neighborhood Spencer Man. We are here for part one of the weekly Friday Double Dip, the Punch Drunk Predictions presented to you by One Bone. Before we get to UFC 291 with the picks for tomorrow's pay-per-view card, we have to start by going back to London as much as I do not want to. My aim going into last weekend's card at the O2 Arena in London was to put up double-digit wins. We had 15 fights. The hope was that we got 10, 10 winners at least, maybe 11, 12, 13, who knows? Instead, we came away seven and eight. And and I just, you know, kind of feels kind of feels representative of the way this year has gone, both in terms of picks, in terms of some other stuff. Just felt really kind of kind of hit the mark there. Unfortunately, I was on the wrong side of just a bunch of things, which happens. I didn't think Molly McCann would flop at home. Paul Craig looked great against Andre Muniz. Daniel Marcos and Davey Grant split decision. I'm on the wrong side of it. Danny Roberts did Danny Roberts things in losing to Johnny Parsons. Shauna Bannon was stuck in first gear for two rounds in her debut. Daniel Perez made tactical mistakes against Jafel Filo in the opening fight. And we're seven and eight. Since returning to keyboard Kimura, we're 65, 45, and two no contests for a 575 win percentage and year to date for 2023. 146, 111 and three with those two no contests for a 557 win percentage. None of it is as good as I want to be, but all I can do is keep trying to do better. Keep trying to make good reads, have good analysis, present to you good ideas, good options, good strategies, good thinking, and have some good weekends. And hopefully we start to put together some winners. We start to put together some good results. And hopefully that starts this weekend in Salt Lake City, Utah. At the Delta Center, UFC 291, headlined by Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier, competing for the BMF title, and my pick is Justin Gaethje. I went over and back on this one a number of times throughout this week, trying to break down in my head how I see this fight playing out. And the more I think about it, the more I get to it, the more I oddly have faith and trust in Justin Gaethje at altitude in this matchup. And a lot of it for me comes down to the fact that he competed in March against Rafael Faziv, lost the opening round, and came back not only to win that fight, but win that fight going away. And while I think Dustin Poirier is better going into this fight than Rafael Faziv is, I don't know if it's by enough to beat Justin Gaethje. I have some questions about Dustin Poirier at this point in his career. And it's not because I I don't think he's fallen off a cliff, but if he has taken even a half step back, I think Justin Gaethje can beat him. Their first fight was close and competitive until Justin Gaethje made some mistakes and got away from stuff that he was doing well and decided he wanted to brawl. And Dustin Poirier beat him in that, in that situation because he was able to get technical, to rein it in, to dial it back, and to take the fight to Justin Gaethje. I think we're going to see not necessarily the inverse here, but we're going to see a more technical, a more savvy, a more methodical Justin Gaethje in this, in this fight. As he said when we spoke, when he fights technically and tactically, he's really damn good. 
And it's not that Dustin Poirier isn't. Again, I want to stress that. It's not that I don't think Dustin Poirier is a good fighter. I have a feeling that altitude will be a factor in this fight. And I want to see if Dustin Poirier is still that dude. He very well could be. He very well could still be the guy that goes out here and is the number two in this division or the number three in this division. The best fighter outside of that championship mix. But it also could be that Justin Gaethje has caught up to him and taken a little half step past him. And so my pick is Gaethje. We'll see if he brings this one to even, which may or may not set up a trilogy bout between these two guys. We will see. That will be decided down the road. But my pick is Gaethje in the main event to get the upset win. Slight upset win. Co-main event, Jan Bojovic versus Alex Paheya. Pick here is Alex Paheya. As much as I fully understand that there is an avenue to victory for Jan Bojovic that is not there, for Paheya, that is the grappling. There's something about Alex Paheya at this weight with the style that he brings, with the power that he brings, with the pressure that he brings, that I just think is going to be too much, not only for Bojovic on Saturday, but a lot of people in this division. It's interesting to me that just a few months ago in Miami, a number of folks expected this man to go out and beat Israel Adesanya for a second time in the UFC for a fourth consecutive time overall. And now four months later, not making a weight cut, looked great on the scale today at 205. We expect him to lose to the 40-year-old Jan Bojovic, who was well on his way to winning a fight in December and then just gave it up. And I don't mean that in that he quit or that he anything like that. But as he said to me when we spoke earlier this week, he lost concentration. If you lose concentration against Alex Pahea, you lose consciousness against Alex Pahea. And I have a feeling that Poetan comes out and shows us that he is an instant contender at 205 this weekend. Next up, welterweight contest, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Michelle Pahea. My pick is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And I want to stress right now, the time of recording this just after 12 o'clock here on the West Coast. We don't know if this fight is happening. Michelle Pahea missed weight by three pounds. Stephen Thompson has been in this position before against Darren Till, where he has had the option of taking a fight against an opponent that missed weight by a considerable amount. He took that fight with Till. He lost that fight by split decision. It's a difficult position for Wonderboy to be in because he's gone through a full camp. He's done everything right. He held up his end of the bargain. And I'm sure he wants to go out there and compete. I'm sure he would like to get his win bonus because he believes he can win this fight and he's going to, and he should win this fight. But we don't know if it's going to happen. If it does transpire, if they get this figured out, if Pahea is medically cleared, Thompson agrees to the fight, we move forward. I think that weight issue combined with the elevation, combined with Steven Thompson, still being dangerous on the feet, still being somebody that moves exceptionally well and does well, understands how to utilize those kicks to maintain range, will go out and win the fight. I think it will be a competitive fight early when Michelle Pahea has energy and has gas, but the longer it goes, the more I see Steven Thompson distancing himself from Michelle Pahea, provided the fight takes place. Move to lightweight. Tony Ferguson 
versus Bobby Green. My pick is Bobby Green. I just think Tony Ferguson's done. I think hearing him talk during this week about five wins and then the title reminds me a lot of Diego Sanchez a few years ago when I would speak to Diego and he would say, look, I'm, I'm one or two good wins away. And you're just not, you don't lose five consecutive fights and the last two, the way he has, if you're right there on the cusp, if there's a way to turn this around, if Tony Ferguson were still competitive, he beats Nathan Diaz and he didn't, and he made tactical mistakes and he got choked out. He looked fine in the opening round, maybe even good in the opening round of his fight with Michael Chandler. But that doesn't mean anything because he got kicked in the face and knocked out, face planted at Madison Square Garden. This guy's 39. He's lost five straight fights. Bobby Green is still a competitive, experienced, technical guy that will go out there and do his damnedest to just pick away at Tony Ferguson and just stick him with jabs. And I hope this is, I honestly hope, I don't ever like saying this stuff. I honestly hope this is the last one for Tony Ferguson. It would be, to me, it would be dangerous if he wins. Because this is a guy that doesn't feel right now going into this fight. And maybe Saturday shows me something different. But this is a guy to me that doesn't feel like he should be competing any longer. Like pick his Bobby Green. I don't want to see this. I'm not interested in this fight. I wish this fight truthfully wasn't happening. But here we are. Main card opener, Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Holland. My pick is Michael Chiesa. Until Kevin Holland shows me he can win a fight like this, I will not pick him in a fight like this. Additionally, I think Michael Chiesa is just a bad matchup for Kevin Holland. He's a guy that can go out and wrestle. He's a guy that can go out and do the grappling things that thus far throughout his career have frustrated and neutralized Kevin Holland. It is a three-round fight. I trust in Michael Chiesa to be able to go out there and win two rounds, if need be. I think there's a way and there's avenues where Chiesa can get a finish. I know he has been working diligently to get back to this point after almost two years away. I don't see him coming out and suddenly looking like he's unable to compete at this level. I know it's two straight losses for Chiesa. That's Vicente Luque and Sean Brady, two very different fighters than Kevin Holland. Pick and Maverick. Going with the guy from Spokane. Kevin Holland just hasn't shown me that he's capable of doing it at this point, at this level, this amount of focus. If he, if he does and I'm wrong, fine. Kudos to you. I'll talk on, on Sunday on the takeaways, giving him his props, thinking about where he goes from here. But until I see it, rolling with the veteran, rolling with Maverick to come back, get himself back in the win column, beat Kevin Holland. It's the Punch Drunk Predictions for UFC 291 on Keyboard Kimura presented to you by One Bone. We move to the prelims, Gabriel Bonfim versus Trevin Giles. And my pick is Gabriel Bonfim. I said going into Trevin Giles's welterweight debut against Michael Morales that the weight class wasn't the issue and isn't the issue for Trevin Giles. And I stand by that three fights in. Yes, he's won his last two. They are over Lewis Kosey and Preston Parsons, who are not even mid-pack 
UFC welterweights at this point in their respective careers. Gabriel Bonfim may not be too much beyond that mid-pack, but I think he is a more dangerous, more powerful, more adept finisher than Trevin Giles. I think he goes out here and capitalizes on a mistake. I think Trevin Giles is a guy that can look good for flashes and look good in moments, but then often has periods against, especially against better fighters, where he makes technical and tactical mistakes. And I think that's what we see on Saturday. Bonfim remains undefeated, picks up another win. I think it'll be a finish. I think he'll pick up another finish. And he keeps moving forward. Moves us to heavyweight. Derek Lewis versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. My pick is the Black Beast, who showed up on the scale on Friday with abs. Shouts to Derek Lewis for getting into shape for this one. This just feels like one of those spots. And I know I talked about it on one question on Wednesday and said, look, is Derek Lewis just done? I don't think he is. I don't think we're going to see Derek Lewis have just a sheer cliff fall off. That's not what I foresee for this guy. And this is going to be the fight that tells us that. But I think we're going to come away from Saturday going, man, Derek Lewis was the underdog against that guy. Derek Lewis, who fought for the interim title, who fought top competition for the last number of years, is to me going to go out here and, and make us all kind of remember the positive moments and the good moments of Derek Lewis. I think he will land something big and nasty and thunderous early and get Delima out of there. This feels like one of those fights where despite Derek Lewis being on a three fight losing streak and having lost four of his last five, it is against the level of competition that Delima has never faced yet alone beat. And maybe they are just at that point, as I talked about yesterday, where they're going to just shift positions, right? One's going down, one's going up, and they just move past each other, ships in the night style. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Derek Lewis can dial it back, get into the win column, get himself another finish, extend his record for the most knockout wins in the heavyweight division, and get back moving in a positive direction. Middleweight's Roman Kopilov and Claudio Hibero. My pick is Roman Kopilov. I don't necessarily feel confident in it, and that's going to be a, a theme for these next couple of fights or several of these next couple of fights. If he is the guy that he was against Punahele Soriano, then I'm confident because that guy could go out and put it on Claudio Hibero and get him out of there the way that Abdul Razak Al-Hassan did in Hibero's UFC debut. If he's the guy that faced Albert Duraev and lost to Albert Duraev, then it's a little bit more dangerous and risky. Pardon me. Had to pause there for a sneeze. If you're not watching on the show, you didn't see that. If you are, there's a little bit of fun for you. If he is the guy that faced Puna Soriano, I think he gets this done handily. If he's not, it gets a little more competitive. We see a little more of, of that part that makes me nervous. I think the guy, I think he is somewhere between the guy that has won his last two fights and the guy that lost his first two. And if that is the case, even if that is the case, I think that guy is better than Claudio Hibero. Which brings us to Jake Matthews versus Darius Flowers in the welterweight division. My pick is Matthews. Again, I'm not super comfortable with it. Jake Matthews is, is hit or miss, man. And from, from appearance to appearance, 
he can vacillate between looking tremendous and and like he's got it all figured out and looking like he doesn't know what he's doing in there. Last time out was a doesn't look like he knows what he's doing in there because he couldn't defend or get out of the way of the big shots from Matthew Semmelsberger. Two fights ago, looked like he was bringing it all together. My expectation is that having gone through a full camp, having a wealth of experience at this level, the 28-year-old Australian is able to go out and get it done against Darius Flowers. He should have a considerable edge on the ground if he's able to turn this into a grappling match. And in terms of the striking battle, he should be able to hold his own at the absolute least. Darius Flowers has big power, but he's not a technical guy. Jake Matthews can be at times. I think he wrestles. I think he grapples. I think he wins, but I only think he wins. I don't know for sure. Move to flyweight CJ Vergara and Vinicius Salvador. My pick is Vergara. It was going to be my pick regardless. Salvador missed weight. That only adds to my faith and belief in CJ Vergara, who I think thus far, two and two in the UFC, I think he's better than that record. And I think he's going to grow into being a guy that lives just on the outside of the top 15 as a guy in, in sort of these fights, maybe a little elevated version of these fights. I think he'll be the guy that faces, as he did earlier, guys like Tatsuro Taira and Cledson Rodriguez, where he's a good test. He's a sturdy hand. He's a capable, experienced, skilled veteran that just isn't going to make that run. He's just not quite capable of getting all the way there, but he'll be a good test for a number of fighters. I wasn't impressed with Salvador on the contender series. I wasn't impressed with him in his fight against Victor Altamirano earlier this year. And I think he gets beat on Saturday. I think CJ Vergara wins this one running away. Not sure if he gets a finish, but I think it is handily a victory for the Pete, Pete Spratt trainee. Two left, back to welterweight Matthew Semmelsberger, the aforementioned semi, the Jedi, versus Uros Medic. I'm going with the underdog. My pick is Uros Medic. I think this is going to be one of those fights where Semmelsberger gets drawn into a, not a slugfest, but into a striking battle where Medic is just the more technical, more proficient guy. I think this will look kind of similar to Semmelsberger's fight with Alex Morono who was able to just outwork him at every stage. Not that Medic necessarily moves or strikes the way that Alex Morono does, but he'll just be able to pick away and pick away and pick away. I expect a ton of low kicks. I expect a ton of body kicks. I expect the occasional high kick. There's going to be danger. There is certainly danger. Semi hits like a truck, hence the nickname in part. But I do think Medic is the more technical, the more proficient, the more experienced guy, despite having fewer fights, than Semmelsberger, and he moves up to welterweight, gets the job done, gets a victory for himself, second in a row, keeps it moving forward. Depend and, and regardless of which division. I don't know yet if it's back to lightweight after this or sticking around welterweight. We shall see. Fight card opener, UFC 291 opener, Miranda Maverick versus Priscilla Cachuera. My pick is Maverick. I'm not super confident in this one. This is a little bit of a, I need you to show it to me, Miranda Maverick. I need you to see, I need to see something from you this weekend. I think she has all the skill in the world. I think she has all the talent in the world to not only dominate this fight and win this fight handily, but
but to be a top 15 fixture going forward at flyweight. But she's got to she's got to show it. Cashwara made weight. We're good to go on that front. She brings power. She brings resiliency. This isn't going to be an easy, clean fight for Miranda Maverick if she's not dialed all the way in. If she is, there's ways that she can win this going away. I think she can take her down and get a finish and submit her, similar to the way that Jillian Robertson was able to do a few fights back against Cashwara. But if this is on the feed and just a striking battle, it becomes a coin flip. So I want to see what Miranda Maverick can do on Saturday in this fight. It is a competitive fight. We'll see how it goes. Before we get out of here, we will bring up the picks on the side here, just to run them down real quick. 291. We have Justin Gaethje, Alex Pahea, Stephen Thompson, Bobby Green, Michael Chiesa, Gabriel Bonfim, Derek Lewis, Roman Kopilov, Jake Matthews, CJ Vergara, Uros Medic, and Miranda Maverick. Those are my picks. Those are my predictions. We'll see how they do. Rough week last week in London. Hopefully returning stateside, heading to the mountains of Salt Lake City. We get back on a nice little roll of success here. We've got 12 fights. Eight victories would be great. Anything above that would be wonderful. Hopefully we're at the absolute least. We're 500. Most importantly, though, I just want to have fun. I just want to watch some good fights. It's been a long week. It's been a frustrating couple of weeks around here. I just want to, I just want to be entertained. I'm looking forward to this fight card. I hope you are as well. I appreciate you for tuning in. Please check out the guys at One Bone at One Bone Brand, onebonebrand.com for all your gear needs. ESK20 at checkout for 20% off. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spencer Kite. Scan the QR code up in the top corner if you are watching on the YouTube or go to spencerkite.substack.com to sign up for the Keyboard Kimura newsletter. Free subscription, five bucks a month, 50 bucks a year, whatever you decide to do, I appreciate you. You're welcome to the community. You will get everything I put out the minute I hit publish, depending on your subscription preferences. Until then, I will be back. I shouldn't say until then. I will be back here shortly with part two of the Double Dip, the betting show, where we try to make some money this weekend. Until then, I'm E. Spencer Kite. This has been the Punch Drunk Predictions for UFC 291, presented by One Bone. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. We'll see you in a little bit on the betting show. Oh!